Hey everyone, this is Michael Giacchino, and you're listening to Across the Bifrost. Whoever holds this hammer, if it be worthy, shall possess the power of thought. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Doe, joined today by one other member, just one, not both, one other member of the Warriors 3, Will Rose, is here to talk about the first episode of Season 2 of Loki on Disney+. Plus. Will, Season 2, finally here. Are you ready to chat about the God of Mischief? Oh boy, am I ever. And I'm just time slipping in and out of here, ready to do it, ready to do it. I might go into the past to warn you that um, this podcast is going to go wrong or bad or great. You know, there may be some version of me that goes into the Who past, knows? send you a warning from the past. There, but I, I, yes, if future will could give me a warning if this goes well or not, that'd be awesome. Okay. It's okay, like we'll in see. one, two, three. Oh, no. I'm Brian. I'm I here to tell go you that well, things go great. Your your kids may interrupt you a couple of times, but don't get oh. upset. Don't get upset. They're just being kids. You're fine. It doesn't bother kids. The yeah. audience loves to hear real life happen. On so everybody, like to them, everybody. <laughs> so all right, oh, here it goes. <laughs> if you want to find out what Will is referring to, check out our pregame when <laughs> um, things went totally according to plan. We'll put it that way. Yep. Uh, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about season two, episode one, Ouroboros, who is not only a fantastic new character, but uh, introduces uh, the actor Ki Hui Kwan to the, the MCU. He is in the midst of a career resurgence, and we're so happy mm-hmm. to see him in Loki season two. But like our mainstays are back as well. Tom Hiddleston as Loki, uh, Sophia Di Martino as Sylvie. Obviously, Owen Wilson is back. You know, wow, it's so good to see wow. that Owen Wilson is back as Mobius. Wow. Our 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 usual cast of Loki characters are all back. Um, and we we have B fifteen. I love Hunter B fifteen. Oh my gosh, she is so good. And her existential questions in this episode of whether life is worth it or not um is is fantastic so yeah I, we're going to talk about that yeah it's she uh, was definitely a highlight of the episode I, I i felt like i felt like a lot of the the deconstructing themes of the people mm-hmm. within the tva were very mm-hmm. powerful and yeah. obviously if your whole belief system came crumbling down in one fell swoop how would you react some of them in the episode that some of them they double down yeah. On the fact that their belief system is falling apart and others uh, completely are like, what do we do? We don't understand all these changes. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like Loki that are trying to convince other people like, no, the dynamic has shifted. Everything. And is there's different. another different threat that's going <laughs> to let's put our resources right. there. But yeah, I think I think Mobius says once he's like, what will people do when people discover everything they're doing is wrong and their gods are dead? And I'm like, whoa, boy, that's a sentence, you know, boy, howdy, about, Will. <laughs> talk, talk about talking about being woke or waking up to the reality around you and uh, the construction, deconstruction, reconstruction. What is life? What is meaning? What do I do? What's my purpose? Ah, yeah. All we those things. Really? Really? 
of all the episodes, Will, we probably should have had Trip Fuller riding shotgun on this one. That's right. Well, probably when should the have season's had... done. When the season's done, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll be able to pull him aside and get a hot take in a few weeks. Ooh, so that's we'll hey, do. that's what we'll do. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure when in, in a few weeks, Will and I will be together in mm-hmm. person yep. covering one of the episodes of Loki. I believe it'll be either episode three or four. Yep. Uh, we will be in person covering that episode side by side and maybe we can rope in somebody that's super smart and smarter than we are to talk about this amazing show or we'll be together we can watch it we can watch it that thursday night together later on that night to be in the same possible and do like a live reaction as we're watching that could happen Mm. folks the the, the branches are just branching out of time possibilities time branches are just who knows what needs pruning and what will go down what road will go down <laughs> will so listener you can clearly tell will came primed with all the I low-key did. like tva language because yeah, we've already mentioned time slipping we've already mentioned pruning uh we will probably mention the temporal core at some point one thing i was going to say about the time slipping will before we get into a brief synopsis of the mm-hmm. episode is yeah. When they mentioned time slipping for the first time, I couldn't help but think of the Space Jam song where time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Holy shit. This episode is entirely just a reference to Space Jam. it's, It's totally just a reference to Space Jam on the post for social media this week. Listener, you can guarantee I will be hitting the Space Jam music, like background music, like so hard so yeah steve miller well, band, baby steve miller band let's do it <laughs> okay everybody let's get into our synopsis our synopsis of ouroboros the first episode from season two of loki and then we will give you some of our thoughts about the episode yeah that's usually how these reviews go will mm-hmm. we give yep. people very original takes uh that they haven't heard anywhere else they can only <laughs> hear here on across the bifrost uh and yeah we're gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna do that right now so we begin season two of Loki right where season one left off. Loki is teleported via Sylvie kicking him through a time door. He is transported right back to the TVA, but it's not the TVA that we know and love from the most of season one of Loki. Some, a lot of people don't even know who Loki is. And then he begins to do what Will has already referenced. He begins to time slip in between the past, the present and the future. And at different points in the timeline, of of the sacred timeline certain things have happened that give loki a clue as to where he currently is before he then is uh kind of um mc escher painting like reformed (laughs) and then it kind of reminds me of um in harry potter when they uh app is apparate when they apparate and they kind of like get all jumbled up and then they mm-hmm. show up again. Uh, I'm probably a Harry Potter fan. Please correct me if I'm wrong there. But he is slipping in between past, present, and future. And he's trying to warn people like, hey, something is happening to me. I don't know how to stop this. Mm-hmm. And we see different, you know, we see Mobius show up, Hunter B-15. And then we find out that Hunter B-15 and Mobius are being brought to the war room where the more military inclined leaders of the TVA are formulating their response to the timekeepers being 
like not a thing anymore. Their whole belief system is coming down, as we referenced in the open. One particular character, General Docs, is not having this new like this new we need to we need to change and mm-hmm. we need to stop pruning people. She is not having it. She is kind of our antagonist for this episode because she is full steam ahead. We need to prune timelines and we need to go after the variant Sylvie who has caused all this problems by killing he who remains at the end of time. That is, of course, how season one ended. In the midst of this, we have to stop Loki from time slipping. So we meet our new character for this season, Ouroboros, or OB, as Mobius calls him all the time, because they're such Not good Obi-Wan. friends. Not Obi-Wan, a different... <laughs> no, 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 different different franchise that Will would get <laughs> just as excited about. Um, but OB comes up with a way to stop Loki from time slipping, and it's a combination of past OB and current OB in between Loki time slipping that helps him come up with the solution. They need a temporal aura extractor to get Loki's aura from the raw influx of time energy coming into something called the loom, where all the different strands of time are being woven into the sacred timeline. They need to get this we need to prune loki we need to kill him on purpose and then in the midst of all this time energy going into the temporal loom we use the temporal aura extractor to get loki out of it before his uh, essence can be woven into the timeline so a lot of drama happens mobius is the one that has to use the temporal aura extractor at the right time to get loki out of the stream and there's a lot of drama and big music and there's lots of, yeah. you know, uh, Mobius, and, and, Mobius. And the show's named Loki. There's no reason to think they're not going to do this because then it would the show would be over. You grab a different. I mean, I guess, but I'm on the edge of my seat going, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And the way they create with the music <laughs> and the, going, the, the, the urgency. I'm like, why am I sitting on the edge of my sleep of 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 my seat? Of course, of course, they're gonna grab Loki and they're gonna get to this because we have like five more episodes to go. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah, they did it. They did a good job with Loki successfully pulled from the time stream. Loki and Mobius set out to go find Sylvie because that's who everyone's looking for at this point. And that's mm-hmm. when they come across General Docs, basically raiding the armory and. Uh, how do you say this? She's like on the war path. Yeah. She is going to find somebody at some time. And she is bringing on a lot of hardware with her to do it. In the mid credit scene, we see Sylvie pop up for the first time in the episode. Well, she popped up for like a brief second as like a, um, a flashback as a, a flashback vision that Loki has, mm-hmm. but we see her in the, in the current timeline. Um, in Broxton, Oklahoma, of all places, mm-hmm. 
that that little title graphic made me so happy my little nerdy comic book fan heart was so warmed by that she's in 1982 she of course is at a mcdonald's restaurant because if you're unaware there's been a lot of mcdonald's cross promotion with loki leading up to the release of this season they don't name mcdonald's or show the thing they definitely name drop big mac and chicken mcnuggets but if right, you, right, you don't right. see the big golden arches, you don't see that. Nope. They at least hold back a little bit. They, yep, they, held back a, they uh, held it, back a little. It, it, it was, but it's clearly a McDonald's. It's like, like we did everything. We told you it was McDonald's without telling you it was McDonald's. Yep, uh, yep. So that is how the episode ends. And she says, I want to try everything. So mm-hmm. that's how episode one of Loki season two entitled Ouroboros ends. Will, give me give me one of your favorite things from the episode. What was one of your favorite uh, things uh, from our first episode? Well, I didn't know, you know, part of like waiting years for this thing to come back out, how my big kind of geek anxiety is, how are they going to jump into this story? What's the opening scene? What's going to happen? And are they going to time jump? Are we going to go to some future dystopia? Is Kang going to show up right from the very beginning? And start narrating with an opening crawl. I don't know what's going to happen, but like the fact that it started exactly where the last season ended with him just booting it down a hallway. I loved it so much. So here we are right where we're going, pick up right where you turn the page on the book and it's the next chapter immediately. So I, I love that part, but you know, you're not in the same place because you see the different kind of statues. We saw the time Lord statues. They are not real. They're just robots. They're a figment or just a place to, you know, a false narrative that they're they're pushing on on the TVA, but then you see these statues of of Kang uh, around, and I'm like, okay, something something different's happened. And I will say the time slipping and going back and forth, it just brilliantly written and acted, and I just love that. I was gripped just to see how are they going to do those things, and and when he was time slipping and uh, Mobius is trying to figure out what's going on, they're like, is it? Uh, is it, uh, how does it look? Does it look bad? What's going on? Like, what is, what does this look like to you? And he's trying to play it off. Like, it's not that bad. It's just, it's just not that bad. At one point, Mobius looks at, at uh, Loki and he's like, oh gosh, it is bad. I'm sorry. I can't hold back anymore. It looks horrible. It looks like you're being born and dying. That was so at good. The same time. He's like, you're, it's like you're being born and dying. All the, Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking me out, man. Like all, all that stuff. And then you have the like girl in the corner, just looking and staring like yeah. what the hell is going on Brilliant. mobius turns okay. around and is like does it look as bad as i and you, then you you go to this you pan to this terrified woman who's like <laughs> what in god's name but, is happening here <laughs> so so that was good i it does it moves the story uh line a little bit further it doesn't share that much new about in terms of the splintering times, the multiverse, but they're telling the multiverse in a way that's not as convoluted, I think, as other Marvel properties or other other movies or what's going on. Like you, you see the branches, you see what's going on, something's happening. There's there's questioning of whether this should be pruned or not. You really feel it for all the characters that are in there and so well acted and written and and just fast paced and man, fantastic first episode. I'm in now that I know what they're doing, I kind of what we're in for. Let's do it. Let's see some more Loki variants. I don't know if we'll see more Loki variants. I guarantee you, probably. You know what? We'll see an alligator. We'll probably see um, a kid, old, young. I don't know. We'll see what happens. A kid, an old, a young. (laughs) Uh, I I do like that you picked up on the idea that we're starting right off from the end of, like, no time has elapsed. 
And right. to my recollection, Will, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I didn't actually check this beforehand. Is this the first second season we've gotten of, a, of an MCU yes. show? Yep. Yep. So the other day, this, we don't we, even No other shows have gotten green lit for a season two just yet. We hear about it. There's the things coming. Perhaps they're building other movies or whatever is going on. But yeah, Loki uh, was one of the first ones. And now we're getting a season two. So they've had time to do it. And we're rocking and rolling. So. Uh, along that note, I mean, it's we're starting off right where season one ended, and we really this episode is a lot of just fallout from the end of mm-hmm. season two because season from the end of season one because season one ends so dramatically, it yeah. ends so drastically. Where that that whole so when they get into the uh situation with he who remains, that episode is actually it's just a conversation like they're just having a conversation and there's like a small fight scene at the end. It was kind of the anti MCU closing scene. It was a, a big, you know, the, of course they fight the big monster at the end and they get to the, the house at the end of time and they meet he who remains. But then a lot of that last episode is just a conversation they're having. Yeah. With, you know, it's just three actors in a scene having a very intense conversation. And then of course, Sylvie, you know, is like, Nope. You know, she has a, she has a Peter Quill moment where she's like, Nope, you still killed my mom. And then she's like, she's, you know, she, she, <laughs> yeah. she ends him and kicks Loki through the time door. But that was, I loved that episode. There was, um, yeah, it, it was brilliant because they, they built so much mystery who's behind all this, what's going on for over you know a number of episodes and then you get to that one and then they do explain a lot it and it opens the door to other properties about like a multiverse and what's going on and the next big baddie for the mcu which is still in limbo whether that's he is or not because of other things but they yeah in fact the fact that like that scene explains so much and did so much you know i think other marvel properties tv shows i'm looking at you some of star wars stuff like it it, they they leave a lot to be left out there for you to fill in the blanks rather than i don't need to be force fed but but a couple extra um scenes of dialogue and explanation and filling in some of the gaps to help us bring along to share the depth of the story that's going on um can help and it can help the story and pulls you in even further so the way they ended last season then pulled you into this one and there's still the conversations going on that are happening uh with all the players at stake there's still a sense of urgency and uh looking forward to see what happens the rest rest of the season i'm in yeah the the introducing the time slipping i agree is one of those like it's just honestly it's just a cool visual Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning of this episode. And it looks like from some of the previews that we've seen of other parts of the season, maybe the time slipping doesn't go away or Loki is able to harness it more because there's times where he's definitely blipping in and out of scenes later on in this in the in the season from what I gleaned from previews and trailers and stuff like that. So I love the time slipping as a visual. And of course the time slipping introduces a character that is brand new to us Ouroboros, who's played by Ki Kwan. And well, what did you think of, of adding this actor who is in the middle of kind of a, a career resurgence um, coming back onto the scene after decades 
of not being really in Hollywood doing much. What what did you think about Kikwan coming back into you know, he's in the MCU now, but also this character of Ouroboros? He was perfect for this role and the fact that totally uh, agree. We we um yeah, we were joking a little bit. It's like we have a hard time pronouncing his name. We don't want to butcher it. We want to respect it, but also we don't want to resort to saying short round or data. And, you know, he was in some of my favorite movies growing up with Indiana Jones. And he, he is iconic. He's like, iconic. And, and he was in another multiverse movie not that long ago that just racked in the awards and acclaims um, everything all at once. I think there's extra lines in there somewhere, but the fact that he's back here doing this. And I was questioning why he wasn't in the last Indiana Jones movie. That played around with time travel. You could easily play it around with him being making a cameo in that one since he had a big role in Indiana Jones. Well, now we know he was in Loki season two, he was working on that. So he, he can't do everything. He can't do everything. I was wondering why he wasn't in Indiana Jones, but it looks like because he was working hard on, on Loki season two. So yeah, I, that, that's a fantastic character and um, perfectly played and uh, interested to see how, what he does or, or how he shows up the rest of the season or not. Yeah. So with, Ouroboros the character specifically I, I I would love to get your thoughts on this because he is the only major addition to the cast as of right now so right. I, I loved that he is <laughs> he's so odd he's technically he's a technical kind of wizard which is you know not not unlike a lot of characters he's played in the past. Uh, so there is a certain familiarity with, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's time displaced data to a, to a point. And um, he's got his gadgets and his way of figuring things out. Like he did his short round. Like there's, there's some familiarity with him playing this character, but him now as an adult walking into this character that has these weird ticks and this weird neuroses, like he has inside jokes with Mobius from one moment from 400 years ago where Mobius is trying to play it off. Like, Oh no, no, come on. We're buddies. So there's a little bit of gullibility to Ouroboros's uh -huh. character, but he, he's supremely intelligent, but he's also incredibly gullible and childlike. It, I, I love the duality of that, that they can exist at both times. And, and the way they talk about time is a part of it. Like for us, yeah, 400 years is an extreme long amount of time, but for them, it's, it's not that big deal. It's like happened yesterday or, or, or you know, just a couple of days ago. What it reminded me of is, is Office Space, the guy who's down and put down in the basement asking, where's my stapler? You know, so true. They, they finally find him down there. And I just needed Obi to just say, oh, yeah, you where, where's my stapler, Mobius? I need my stapler. That's what I needed. Because because he's not he's not dumb. He's, he's not, not dumb. dumb. He's, he's not, just he's lonely and gullible. <laughs> he's just lonely, gullible, and looking, waiting for and all the way down to the last floor on the very bottom of this this time agency. And so yeah, time slips away. Um, time he gets lost in time. He gets forgotten. They, people just send him his their gadgets that need fixing. He sends it right back up. So. They don't even know he's behind all this. Really, all he's doing is just banging on it with a hammer. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's a very specific kind of banging on it with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I loved, um, I lo loved the uh, the point where they're devising their plan to cure the time slipping with mm -hmm. Loki, and there's different kind of possibilities of things that could happen to them if this goes wrong. And he tells Mobius, like, well, your skin could just start, you know, 
coming off. Like your skin can start pe- peeling off. And Mobius is like, how is that not worse than what could happen to Loki? <laughs> like, how is that not worse? Well, and, and then the fact oh, that he kept no. talking about it's impossible. He's like, oh, but that's impossible. They're like, but it's happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And they keep There's saying no time this. slipping in the TVA, but it's, it's happening like, right now. You're seeing it. You're happen. looking at it right in the face. So <laughs> yeah. again, that belief, unbelief, skepticism, while it's right in front of your face, playing along with with time or not um is super trippy but but super fun and i i think you kept it fun but there's a sense of urgency there um with what's going on and yeah I, and i'm done with like thinking how this is going to impact the major mcu movies miss the marvels or whatever movies coming up next it's like let's the let's let this be a tv show on itself it's going to have an effect there's going to be um yeah, some it's going to have impact in other places, but yeah. it's, it's taken me a few years. But now I'm not looking for the end credit scene is going to lead to the next movie or next big battle. Let's just enjoy what it's doing, the acting that's happening. And and I was able to do that with this particular episode uh, going into the series. Have you truly become the chillest of Wills? Are are you now Will who <laughs> remains? I'm I'm the chill. I'm the chillest who remains. The chill who remains. <laughs> is the chillest who Unless remains I, the chill who remains will has uh, pruned all other uh angsty or overly uh overly boy, thinking right. other wills yeah until that person <laughs> pops back in again unexpectedly and then we we wrestle to the ground which could be he is will who remains that is <laughs> oh gosh Oh man, maybe that's a t-shirt. Maybe that's a t-shirt we come up with. Uh, one other, uh, two, actually two other things I just wanted to dig into. And then like, well, if you want to throw a, throw a, a conversation a starter in here somewhere, please, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hiddleston returning as Loki for the millionth time. It feels like I was, I was set straight a little bit about Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, uh, the character of Loki doesn't have a lot to do with the time variance authority from the, from the hallowed comic books upon which this is based. But, but Loki has been, you know, he's been inserted into this world and I was sharing a few of my thoughts, my first impressions of this episode with some very dear friends, uh, Haley Hobbs and, uh, Oh, who is that other guy? The th- he was one third like a word another one third of us another, oh one third of us faz faz yeah, i was sharing my thoughts with faz and i was like oh but he doesn't feel like loki anymore like why doesn't he feel like the you know the loki from my childhood uh and they were both like well he's growing as a character and we're like i was like yeah but i don't know like he can grow but as long as he doesn't grow too much and i i felt i just felt like oh i felt gross looking back on the conversation i was like oh i sound like the worst uh but <laughs> but one thing got brought up that i i think is a fair fair eh, criticism feels too dramatic but um a fair observation that because loki is not outrightly villainous anymore or even really an anti-hero that he might be trending in the direction of a generic Marvel lead. Mm. And I don't fully know what that means. So if you're listening right now and you're like, Ryan, you're completely off your rocker. I I'm here to agree with you that I'm probably off my rocker with this one, but um, with there's our shirt, there's our shirt, (laughs) chill will sitting beside the generic 
Marvel lead Gen- having coffee together. Generic yeah. Marvel lead. <laughs> but will with with Loki as a character, like how do you feel it? Where do you feel like we're trending with him as a character that he's he's leading the show? He's not really villainous anymore. He's doing the right thing by trying to save the TVA, you know, or at least the people within the TVA. What were your vibes from Loki himself as a character in this episode? Well, I was reflecting when they did that short recap, I was reminded how brilliant it was to pull this particular Loki from uh, the first Avengers movie into this and not have all the other 10 years of movies. I mean, of course, in season one, he looks at the movie screen, he sees his life flash before his eyes and some character growth and his relationship with Thor and Thanos. So he's like, wow, I did that. That happened to me. That that would have happened to me if I hadn't been zapped back here by the cosmic cube and pulled out by the TVA. And I was thinking how brilliant it was that they were able to pull that particular Loki out of the first Avengers movie so that he could have his own particular character growth within this series on itself and not have to worry about the other stuff going on beyond it. So um, that was my first reaction. And then I was able to sit with who he is, this particular one, and the character growth he had over last season and meeting his various variants and uh, kissing his own female self, you know, and all those things um what what was next for him so i was able to let go with that with that short little recap and and i like him i of course yes it goes without saying todd middleson and loki and what he does and, and what he does with his character specifically in this series um but yeah i'm i'm there i'm with it i i thought that was brilliant for what they did for him for this particular series and then to bring him to this point the character growth he's already had i'm, I'm ready to see what happens next and and I agree with you. Um, after being, you know, soundly put in my place by good trusted friends, uh, and doing. opening That's myself up to growth myself, mm-hmm. I am um, I am pleased to say that I, lo- I I like that it hasn't just been ten plus years of retreads. Yeah, you know, uh, we because what really does that say about a character if we only let them mature to a certain point and then we stop their growth um, just because we deem it a a fitting place to end. I mean, look at, look at human experience. Human experience is not like that, but we, but oftentimes we expect that out of our characters. We are in a constant state of changing and growing and evolving, but mm-hmm. our characters cannot evolve, change, and grow past the point that we deem it acceptable for them to, to grow. And I think that's maybe a little bit of where my critique was coming from, is that I wanted more familiarity out of the character. I wanted more status quo, but then I looked at how how, how stories are reflected in my own life, man, if you took me from 10 years ago and you're Ugh, like, why isn't Ryan more like, why isn't Ryan today more like Ryan from 10 years ago? And Ryan today looks at that and he's like, thank God I am not who I was 10 years ago. 10 <laughs> years ago, Ryan, who he was a riot um, and maybe not in the fun way. Uh, you know, like I, that was, that was pre me being married, pre me being a dad, pre Will and I knowing each other. So wow. there's so many things that I've, I've wow. uh, added and grown and changed through. And I think sometimes, if we allow our characters to do that too we not only learn more about the character but we then can learn about ourselves in a reflection 
of a character evolving and changing. So Haley, Faz, you two are amazing and you've put me in my place adequately. And I now see where, where you were coming from. Uh, well, yeah. one last thing I wanted to mention here uh, was actually something I didn't even plan on talking about was that thing we talked about at the beginning of a a literally a belief system that falls apart because that's what's happening to the tva Mm -hmm. like and Mm -hmm. and and, like i don't mean for us to get like crazy spiritual and all you know weird with listeners but that is what's happening that literally that is what's Mm -hmm. happening in this episode Mm -hmm. loki has to deliver knowledge to a tva that their status quo is built on a false belief that is not a small thing. Like and it's being delivered by who? The god the of God of lies. And the god <laughs> of lies, but he's actually telling the truth. So that that the the irony that's there isn't lost on me when it comes comes to that. That here he is, who is the only one really telling the truth, but he is the god of lies, god of mischief, shenanigans. But everyone else is trying to figure out how to put this together or not, what means what it means for them or not, and countless lives lost or saved, and you no, know, it's for the good of the whole. If we do prune, all, all those things are happening. And yeah, not to get super weird and spiritual with everybody here too, but that's happening in our society. It's happening on every level and every system that that we're a part of. And um, and so, as you shared, where how do we do that? How do we get through it? Well, where there's friends, there's teammates, as you said, there's. Warriors through you had some friends who were there to support you to bring you back on an insignificant thing like how you visualize and and sit with lucky but there's other bigger things that we do this in community with so wherever you are out there you know know you're not alone and and reach out to somebody talk to somebody somebody you trust a friend a community group and and yeah you don't have to go through life alone we we all have it you we talked about one of our favorite store thor uh arcs is by jason aaron where he brings he deconstructs and and asks the question all the time what gods are worthy or not but then then he puts has a story arc of young unworthy thor hanging out with middle-aged thor hanging out with old odin thor and they're all in the same room having to work together as a team to defeat a villain yeah man i can't imagine if if um 50 year old will had to hang out with uh seminarian will and then 15 year old will man can you imagine what that would be like in that room? Man, I, I can't. Uh, but hopefully we'd be able to yeah, there's some continuity yeah. there. and We're still the same person and we can look each other in the eye and work together as a team, even though it might be difficult. So, yeah, I, I, I think about that all the time and um, how that works in my own lives, how I've evolved uh, and be hum- how I have been humbled. But also there's continuity there. There's still things and values that, that hold me together and pull me through and that I'll um, – I hold on to and a firm foundation that I, I try to stand on. Um, so, so yeah, all those things are coming in and out uh, together at the same time. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that when Eric Martin sat down to write this episode or when uh, Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead, when they went to direct this episode, when Tom Hiddleston came to season two, I'm not saying that they are like, okay, let's talk about de- let's talk about deconstructing belief systems and what it would mean for your entire worldview to shift. Like, I'm not saying that that is an intended theme of this season, but it's a very hard. It's very hard for me to think that that wasn't 
a conversation along the way at some point. And oh, it's in the being, water. It's in the water that we're all swimming in, and it's in the zeitgeist of what's happening in our yeah. society. So you can't ignore it. It's definitely a part of what's going on. Uh, it was leading up to the pandemic. It was in the middle of the pandemic, and then it was accelerated by the pandemic to where we are now, trying to figure out what the new normal is. So. Yeah, that it's there. It's there. I don't, yeah, they're going to say that we're going to have a fun. It's a comic book show and a good characters. We're going to have fun along the way. But there, there's an underlying theme there that I think they're leaning into that it's not by accident that that's, that's yeah. I, I've, I've, I, so I really enjoyed that. And it wasn't really one of my, it wasn't one of my first reactions to the show mm-hmm. that, um, especially in that scene in the war room where Loki says, you know, I I know I know what's going on here and like what he's trying to explain to Mobius and he grabs the pruning stick from the <laughs> from uh Hunter X5 or something like that yeah. and he he smash he literally literally shows them that their idealized belief system in the timekeepers is literally a facade yep. it is literally a facade and underneath there is truth underneath that the Mm. truth that they think they've the truth that they've staked their lives on is a facade to a deeper darker truth and then when they are literally shown that they have to reconcile with it they the the point of no return has been reached you either double down on it say that it's fake news it's a lie it's a you know it's a sham Mm. it's you know it's whatever or you face the dark truth, you face the new reality, and <laughs> you force yourself to reconcile with it. Either it leads you to unbelief or it leads you to a different belief. Now, for some people listening to this right now, that's hitting fairly harder than you thought an MCU show would hit. Now that I'm getting to talk about it with one of the people I love and trust the most in the world, I am... I am faced with kind of a, a deeper meaning of this episode now too. Yeah. Loki yeah. will said this, the irony, the absolute blinding irony that the God of lies is the only one that knows the truth <laughs> is astounding. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I can't like, there's no way that's not intentional, but I have a feeling a lot of people are going to miss that. Yep. A lot of people might miss that. And Hey, I haven't l- watched or listened to any reviews of Loki. I don't, I don't need to know really any other reviews. I want to <laughs> kind of keep it fresh for myself. Uh, mm-hmm. But that irony of the God of lies is the only person that knows the truth. And he is the one that is delivering this truth to the people that are having this facade broken and he is the one that is introducing this moment of I have to reconcile with what I'm being told with the new information that is being cast in front of me. That is that's all that's all like so, so now and it's so current and it's so potent in its in its rawest form right here. So, Will, do you have any other uh, final thoughts on Loki season two, episode one, Ouroboros? Hey, just FYI, right now it's 8.2 stars trending at reviews out there. I'm like, I ruined okay. it. There you go. It's, it's up there. It's, it's got it. No, I, I think we've said all that needs to be said. It, it's, uh, it continues the story, but then it all sets up for the rest of this uh, the season. And um, 
Silva, like going silly. What am I saying right? Am I saying right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Silva? Silva. What is that? Silva Star. Silva Sofa. I believe the in. band's name is Saliva. Well, Saliva. Silva Sofa. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Philby is uh, the, the hunt for her and the quest to find her. But, but my question is like, all right, you find her. What do you think that, what's that going to do? You know, um, what's next? The other, you know, the war machine is ready to take her out. The thing that that's going to help, but, but all right, Mobius and Loki find her. What, what's next? And that's what I'm kind of ready for. I, I just looking at the date. So it's six episodes long, right? All right, we're gonna to be together October nineteenth, episode three. Ooh, so episode that, three. We can watch it together, and we'll also be together for North Carolina Comic Con on November second, <gasps> number third. That we can watch episode five together. What? Oh, yeah. So much Ryan and Will live. That's right. So we can do you know the odd episodes one, three, five. There you go. Wow, wow, and hopefully on some of these episodes we can get uh the fast guardian back into the mm-hmm. rotation Haley. um he had a oh you know what i i've well, let's just put it this way we'll we'll talk we'll talk off offline about who i've i've had some ideas about i think it's a it's a trip? pretty fantastic slate oh i don't think we can handle a trip fuller on this um yeah. we, logan you your know son? what bring him in right now right now oh bring no <laughs> <laughs> logan didn't want to watch loki with me because he said it was quote too scary um yeah, i'm not right. sure what parts but you know hey he's i trust him he's a pretty intuitive six-year-old um <laughs> but yes everybody that is the end of our review for loki season two episode one the premiere of our latest chapter in the adventure of the god of mischief and i hope you were able to take something from this review that maybe you didn't get somewhere else but if you know hey if this was just another review that you listened to and you were able to uh you know maybe chuck maybe you were able to chuckle a little bit think a little bit uh and you know be like you know what that's a good idea maybe if you're able to do those things hey we call that a win we call that a win no matter what um so Everybody, we're going to be back next week with episode two, and you might be wondering, uh, maybe you're one of a, one of those comic book fans. It's like, hold on, is Loki taking over until the end of the season? Yes, it is taking over to the end of the season, but we will find a way to get you a review of the next issue of Immortal Thor. We'll mm-hmm. figure that out. You guys, you guys don't need to worry about that. You guys just worry about enjoying Loki and enjoying Immortal Thor and enjoying, you know, reading whatever you're enjoying. We'll take care of the you know, quote unquote hard work of getting you your Thor themed content as soon as we possibly can. There is one last thing that I want to give a note for a, a change that is coming in the next month with my creative pursuits as a whole. So for the longest time, my wife and I, Kim, who's been on a few episodes of, of Across the Bifrost, but I mean, ooh, back in the before times, back in the before <laughs> times when, <laughs> when, when she couldn't just off, you know, I would be like, hey, baby, you want to do an episode with me? She'd be like, can't you get someone else to do it? <laughs> be like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. Uh, but uh, sh- she and I have talked for a long time about consolidating kind of our creative efforts. She has some creative uh, goals that she'd like to reach. And obviously I enjoy podcasting and I don't see that changing anytime soon. We've been talking about how to really form that all into one cohesive thing. And so that's going to happen on November 1st, 
we are going to be launching a uh, a endeavor. My wife and I are going to be rebranding our creative efforts under one banner, and that is the Many Paths banner. That is going to be what we're going to call this endeavor. It is actually based on a poem by J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, it goes something like this. It says, the road goes ever on and on down from the door where it began. Now far ahead, the road has gone and I must follow if I can pursuing with eager feet until it joins some larger way where many paths and errands meet. We read that poem forever ago, and we've been inspired by it to really collaborate together and enjoy our many paths and form them into a larger path. So that is that is really the heart behind it. That is the what and the why. And then on November 1st will be when those things are going to change. We'll be letting you know a little bit more about this moving forward. And there's going to be a few changes to Across the Bifrost coming up soon as well. So you are going to be in the know, listeners. And if you're on Patreon, you're going to know a little bit more a little bit earlier. So if you want to know more about it, keep listening. If you want to know more about it on Patreon, join Patreon, and we will still have all of that going through this change and this this shakeup. But it's hopefully going to be something that can produce more creativity. It can, can produce more paths being enjoyed into one larger path, kind of like Will, kind of like a temporal loom that is weaving mm. all the raw strands of time. You know, you know, that, that yeah. thing from Loki that was very important this week. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's a little bit of news that I have for you this week, everybody. Um, and I hope that, you know, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. It's not going to be a crazy big thing, but hopefully it leads to some other cool opportunities for us. So that is it for our episode today for myself, for Will Rose. This has been Across the Bifrost. If you want to talk to us, reach out to us on Instagram at Mighty Thor Podcast. You can support us on Patreon at the link in our episode description. Join the Thor Corps for just a few bucks a month, and you're going to get our pregame that we already talked about, our fun pregame where we uh, shared a few different stories that I think you, you would enjoy. Uh, but until next time, until the next episode of Loki, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you've got going on this week, just remember to stay worthy.